¿Qué tal? Bienvenidos a Pláticas con Cameron. Hi friends! Welcome to Conversations with Cameron. I'm your host, Cameron Kelly, and this week we have another special guest, y'all! Mi amiga Darnisha Mitchell. Bienvenidos! Welcome, girl! ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, y tú? Bien, chica! I'm so glad you're in the house, Miss Mitchell. Darnisha Mitchell is in the house, y'all. This is prime time to get a little bit of time from Darnisha Mitchell because she is a busy woman. Darnisha, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're involved in on campus? Whew, girl, I'm everywhere. Um, no. Well, yeah, like you said, my name is Darnisha. I am a senior. I'm a journalism major, psychology minor. Go off. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm involved in a lot on campus. Um, I am a sports reporter at the Vidette. So, shout out to Vidette, Biddy the Birds. <laughs> Um, I'm also a student reporter at WGLT. Ooh. Ooh, been there for a while, doing a lot of um, work and stuff over there. So that's been fun. Um, and I'm also involved with TV10. Ooh. Doing a lot of um, sports stuff over there, too. Do other um, news, but doing a lot of sports stuff over there. So, yeah, doing a lot of that as far as, you know, journalism side and yeah. things like that. And also involved in, like, a lot of extracurriculars outside of here, too. I'm involved hey, okay, in, um, girl. involved in Simba. So. I think I'm a part of that, too. Yeah, we, were, <laughs> yeah, we definitely, both of us are in there. Um I'm involved with Crew. Shout out to Crew Crew Campus Ministry. Yes, and we're both involved in that too. Do you guys Uh, see the relation right there? You you should kind of like know each other. Right, we everywhere together, girl. (laughs) And I'm also in the um, Red Tassel Mortarboard Honor Society. Hello, did y'all hear that? Go off, Darnisha, (laughs) that is so wonderful. Yeah, so you girls everywhere. And that's good. We need to be everywhere. We need to be people that are able to fit into every space. So, girl, you are doing good, and I'm so happy. (laughs) about what you are doing. You guys, Darnisha has just done so much with journalism, and I've just seen her grow as a journalist and as a person, y'all. She is on fire. That's all I got to say, though. Oh, thank you, Cameron. Thank you for hyping me up, girl. Yes, girl. (laughs) Of course. But today, me and Darnisha are going to be talking about various topics, but mainly the climate of campus right now, because there is so much tension in this country, in uh, este país, this country. There's a lot of just tension going on. So... This current climate, Darnisha, how do you feel like the current current climate is on this campus? I feel like as we get closer and closer to the election, mm-hmm. the tension is growing exponentially just because, you know, of course, like you said, there's so much division going on mm-hmm. in the country in general, yeah. um, you know, with everything that has happened this year. So I feel like, especially for black students, like... We're kind of, you know, on edge, a little scared a little bit because if anybody remembers what happened in the 2016 election here on ISU's campus, it was a wreck. Like, Mm. you know, it was so much tension, fights. It was like literally just so much, you know, people going at each other's necks. I mean, offensive things being said and things like that. So um, there are students fearing that the same thing that happened then could happen now. Like, you know. Is the, you know, what's going to transpire. I was actually at a meeting, gathering that they had virtually, uh-huh. and we were actually talking about this very same thing. And, yeah, you know, a lot of the students were saying, like, you know, we're scared. You know, you know what is it going to be like? Are they, you know, is there going to be a lot of, like, attacks, you know, verbally, even physically, and mm. things like that? I know some of the students were saying, like, you know, their parents 
want them to come home. They're scared for them to even be here mm. on campus as yeah. the election is approaching. And they feel like, you know, things are going to escalate. So I feel like, you know, it's a little, little mellow. It's a little chill now. But as November 3rd gets closer and closer, yeah. it's going to... It's going to be tough. You know, I'm even nervous, too, being a journalist and, you know, I'm going to be out here covering this stuff. And it's yeah. just like, you know, oh, my mm-hmm. God, as a black student. As a black woman, It's yeah. like, what is that going to be like for me? So Right. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Darnisha. Like, there is, I feel, this underlining tension that we're not talking about, but we know is still there. And I think there has been a lot of division in this country. So... People are very open about what they do, and if it's racism, they're going to be explicitly racist. Um, And it's really, I think, scary, too, for people of color by POC that are in majority, predominantly white town, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think no matter where this election goes, left, right, up, down, like no matter what the outcome is, there's going to be some tension and there will be some sort of rile up. You're telling me that it was scary for black students. Do you think it's scary for... Uh, Latinx students and other students of color too on campus? Oh, absolutely. Um, You know, just there's just so many things that's been said that's offensive and hurtful towards uh, people of color in general. So, Mm. yeah, it's just it's completely scary. I've been looking at the news and just seeing what's going on with uh, those kids in cages, Mm. um, how they've just been separated from their parents. Um, They can't even find their parents, I think like 545 uh, parents can't be found. And that's mm. just so terrible. And just thinking about all of the hate and the rhetoric that's been said about the Latinx community, you know, because of that, you know, immigration, you know, related things. It's just, you know, it's just, it's so, it's so hard. It's so gut-wrenching to mm. see that, like, yeah. you know, especially being a person of color. Like, of course, I don't experience that. I can't relate to that, but still being a minority in this country, like, you can resonate with the oppression, you know, yeah. that they're facing. Mm-hmm. That's just hard. Mm-hmm. Even for the Asian American community, oh my God, with this pandemic, coronavirus. the coronavirus, yeah. oh my God, they've been experiencing just so much hate, um, xenophobia, just it's just, it's just so, you know, like I said, gut wrenching to see all mm-hmm. of that happening. My mom was telling me she was make, running an errand recently and her uber driver was muslim Mm -hmm. and so um her and her uber driver were having a conversation and the uber driver was telling her about just a lot of hateful racist and a lot of other things that was just said to him by a white person that Mm -hmm. they they had encountered and so it just you know it's a reminder too of just all of the hate that's pointed towards you know, people of color in this country in general. So it does make me scared for just literally all minorities mm-hmm. because they're stereotypes. There are just so many hateful things that said about literally every minority in this mm-hmm. country. I resonate with that too, Darnisha. As you said, that we may not be experiencing exactly what other minorities are experiencing. We do have this, you know, we have the feeling of racism and understanding how that has affected us. Mm-hmm. And it might be in different levels, but we just know it's a feeling that is very unexplainable to anybody unless you have walked in the shoes of a person of color. Am I right? Right. Yeah. Um, And I think it's a lot too for each minority group, but for you, like as a black woman, there has a lot of, a lot of things have been happening from, well, since forever, but Mm -hmm. since this summer, there's a lot of uprise and uproar about things. And something in particular was the death of George Floyd Mm -hmm. and also the death of Breonna Taylor that has been brought up but that had happened a while ago, but now her 
trial and everything has really captured the attention of the American people, especially since the death of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot going on with the trial of Breonna Taylor and her murderers not being accused of her murder, um, as well as there's been more information coming up now about George Floyd's trial, as well as last week was the birthday of George Floyd. He would have been 47 years old. So how do you feel as a black woman on campus, a journalist, um, how are you processing things? Is it harder for you to process things or is it something that you kind of have to put to the side right now just so you will not be emotionally drained? How is that for you? Oh, that's been really hard. And for me, especially being so early in my career in journalism, you know, I'm, I've been f- trying to figure out ever since all of this has transpired, you know, how to handle this emotionally because of course I'm a black woman before I am a journalist Mm. I'm a black woman before I am a student a red bird all of that so of course you know I'm seeing people who look like me just being killed wrongfully um, because of uh, racism and you know it hurts and it it strikes a core of me because it's like that could literally be me I'm not exempt from this because yeah. You know, I'm a journalist. Like, mm-hmm. that could literally be me. So it's like, yeah, when you know. Yeah, they see you, they just see a black woman. Right. right? And, you know, and it just, you know, it hurts. You know, it makes me just, you know, kind of fearful for my own life. Especially, mm-hmm. like, going out and, you know, covering protests and things like that. It's like, you know, journalists are targeted as it is. And then to be a black journalist, it's like, okay, like, you know, that's... You know, do they just still only see, you know, my black skin and see it as a threat? So, yeah, you know, just seeing all of that, especially, you know, with Breonna Taylor, you know, that just really hit home being a black woman because it's a painful reminder that black women are so hated and so unprotected in this country. And it's just, it's unfortunate. And so, as, you know, as, as hard as it is emotionally, you know, I have my time to myself to process it and think about it and all that. You do learn that you have to put all of that aside and, you know, just get out here, cover these things, still make sure that you're covering things fair, Mm -hmm. getting the truth, getting the facts and things like that. So So for me, it's something I'm still learning how to do, but you know, it's hard. It is tough. It is really hard. And it's really hard too. When, like you said, you could see yourself as being, Brianna Taylor, as in, like, it could be you, it could be me as a black woman, it could be any black person that we know or mm-hmm. find. So it's hard to kind of separate that feeling of knowing that it could be you, but you're out here reporting this news and telling the world about it, but yeah. you resonate deeply with that story. But I do believe, like you said, that there are ways to separate your personal feelings mm-hmm. from your job, but it is hard because they do sometimes overlap on top of each other, correct? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we kind of mentioned before about the election and all of that going on. So kind of moving over to election as we began talking about in the climate of this país, the country and the climate of the world and yeah, everything that's going on here in the U.S. So tonight is the final presidential debate, baby. It's the final debate presidencial. You want to say that with me, Darnisha? Okay, okay. Let's, 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 all right. <laughs> final, we're going to say. Final. 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 Debate. 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 Presidencial. 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 
C, final debate presidencial, which is the final presidential debate, which is tonight. But go ahead on, Darnisha, just Spanish, girl. Ooh, teach me, teach me, teach me all the Spanish, Tammy. <laughs> but yeah, today's the final presidential debate, but we do know that this podcast will air after this debate tonight. But any thoughts, Darnisha, on this? Because tonight I hear that they are actually turning off the mics. Oh, thank God. Because <laughs> that, the, the, listen, that first debate, hot yeah, mess. Yeah, that was uh, kids playing on the playground. And like, like, literally, what, what was, was that? Yeah. So, that was that's definitely the right move to get, you know, those mics muted. Yeah. Because, you know, you can't, it's like, you don't even really focus on the issues that's being talked about. You're more focused on them just going back and forth. Right. And it's like, we don't need that at a time like this with all of the... Um, you know, the social justice conversations happening right now, the right. pandemic. There's so many things that needs to be solved that needs to be handled. So it's like we can't be distracted with, mm-hmm. you know, these antics and things like that, talking over each other right. and things like that. So I'm definitely curious to see how the whole muting the mic things work. I right. definitely feel like it's going to, you know, Trigger them maybe a little bit. Right, especially viewers at home, right? Don't Mm -hmm. you think people are going to be just going nuts because Mm -hmm. they're like, well, this person should be talking. Oh, no, this person, let them talk, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be definitely something to see them overstepping each other. Right. Um, Because they're like in in their 70s, right? Yep. So they definitely need to calm that down and get to what the issues are. Because it is, nobody wants to just sit and watch two people just fight because then we could just go on social media and do that am i right because like literally that was like love and hip-hop reunion uh-uh, get out of here get out. and i'm just like no come on now like you're the president and like you're running for president like come on now like you you representing our country like you you know and every other country was just they saw that and was just like what so i just really <laughs> they're just like like literally like oh my god like what is what are they doing over there so yeah, I just you know I just hope that just that's honestly like my goal for them like the just the clearly and consciously just talk about you know issues that's going on right now where they stand on it and how they think that they can improve things if they're yeah. reelected. Right. So. Me too, Darnisha. Let's get to the let's get to the main point because it looks like we're rerouting twenty four seven like we're on like Google Maps or something. Am I right? <laughs> right. So, Miss Darnisha, we did talk about you reporting stuff as a journalist. I love this aspect between our friendship that we can't talk about journalism. Mm-hmm. And you've already literally jumped the hoops, and now I'm just trying to jump right after you. So, since we talked about that, and we also talked this summer about Omar Jimenez. Oh, yeah. And he's a reporter at CNN, mm-hmm. and he was arrested on camera while reporting. And it was live, honey. It was yes. we live. Uh-huh. And we, we saw as the American people, but this is a world type news, so anyone could have seen it, you know. Right. So everyone saw him get arrested while he was reporting based... in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. You know, and after what happened to George Floyd. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. And using one of his amendments, mm-hmm. you know, as being free First Amendment, mm-hmm. freedom of press. Freedom of press, yes, ma'am. So you, this summer, have done some of your own reporting during the pandemic. You were here in Bloomington Normal going out, getting stories. If you haven't seen them, go check out WGLT and look up Darnisha Mitchell because she has so many stories up, you guys. But specifically this summer, she looked um, and did her own reporting 
about racial injustice. So mm-hmm. how was that for you? So you got to experience it a little bit. You mm-hmm. see, you're just starting off, but you really kind of got to go full sin oh, yes. as soon as the country was starting to uprise. So mm-hmm. how was that for you? Ooh. Oh, man, it's just, you know, I, I always thought that, you know, thinking back to, you know, civil rights movements and everything that has happened in the past, you know, and I was always wondering, man, how, how did journalists do it? How did they just stay sane and just be able to go in the midst of all of the ruckus and everything happening at protests and do it? Then it's like, boom, now you're going to be one of those journalists out there doing that same thing. Um of course, you know, it was scary, especially seeing what happened to Omar Jimenez because, mm-hmm. you know, literally a black man, like, getting arrested for doing his job, like, had his credentials on everything. Like, he was asking the police, like, for guidance, where to go, and things like that. Did like nothing wrong. Literally. Well. And he was the one arrested. There were other reporters, you know, around covering, doing coverage and things like that. But he was the one targeted. So there was a little fear there of, oh, my God, could the same thing happen to me? Mm-hmm. Like, will, will I will I get arrested? Will I get targeted? Like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to do my job. Like, I'm just right. here learning. I'm trying to do my job. So okay. there was, you know, there was some fear, fear there and just... You know, as we saw, like, a lot of things that's happening, you know, the looting and rioting and things yeah. like that. So that stuff is, you know, kind of scary to be there in the moment of and covering. So I'm just like, you know, oh my God, like. Different than seeing it on TV. Yeah, like, oh, my God, it's totally different, like, seeing it on TV versus being there in person. Um, but we didn't really have much of that really here in Bloomington Normal. That was the one incident with the um, the motorcycle um, mm-hmm. there was that, but I wasn't even really like there really for that. Um, Ryan Denham, uh, one of my fellow reporters and colleagues from WGLT, shout out to shout Ryan, out to Ryan. And, um, and Eric Stock, um, they were like, you know, communicating with us. They found out about that and they went and kind of mm-hmm. covered that. And Charlie too, shout out to Charlie. Shout out to Charlie. Shout out to WGLT staff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what it was really tough because of course like I said emotionally a lot of that stuff is hidden home for me but at the same time I felt proud to you know be out there and covering you know Mm -hmm. being there to cover um cover the truth get the truth uh, report the truth and uh yeah you know being hopefully a comfort for the black community that's out there protesting they can see a black face and be like oh okay you know you know, and, you know, even though I was there, you know, covering, but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm there standing with them as well. Because, like I said, you know, I'm still a black woman before I am a journalist. So I, I can resonate with exactly how every single last one of them was feeling. And, you know, a lot of them was feeling, of course, a lot of hurt, pain, frustration, tiredness. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. You know, I feel y'all. I understand y'all. And it was just really important for me to just be there and help give them a voice. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what, you know, I really, you know, took heart. Like, you know, I went into that saying, like, okay, I want to be here to give you guys a voice. You know, be here to, um, for you guys to explain and let, you know, this town, Wilmington Normal, know how you guys are feeling about all of this. So, you know, I was really proud to just be there and, like, you know, be kind of like that platform yeah. for them and you know just 
because he let the um, Twin Cities know, like, you know, we seeing this happening across the country, but racism is happening here, too. Exactly. You know, police brutality, you know, all this stuff, that's everywhere. Yeah, and so you one spot. Right, so you seeing, you know, where this is taking place here. Mm-hmm. So I was just, you know, scary, and it was tough, but I was just so proud to um, be out there doing it, and doing it, too, with Tiffany, um, Tiffany Jackson. Shout Girl out to Tiffany. Tiffany from Onyx, and she's, she's also... big things, too. Mm-hmm, also reported at GLT. We did a lot of, like, some... Some tag team coverage, you know, from time to time. So. I want a tag team. <laughs> I want a GLT too. If you know that, oh, oh yeah, that'd be so fun. But yeah, you know, so you know, it was hard, emotional, and just really tough at times. Tough to sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember me and Tiffany. We were coming back from. I think we were covering the um, NAACP's uh, rally that they held. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were talking about it and we were just, you know, talking about how we just hadn't, you know, wasn't able to really get much sleep because of, you know, not only being black and seeing all this transpire, but also like us being there on the front lines mm-hmm. in the midst of a pandemic yes. where the black community is being hit, you know, disproportionately. Being killed by both, by two things. Literally by, two pandemics. By getting killed by police brutality and being killed by the pandemic and the systematic racism within the healthcare system. Yeah, so... A lot of times it was it, it, it was it was tiring too, yeah. you know, a lot of times like really carrying the emotional toll of all of that. But honestly, just still looking back, that was one of the probably the best things that I've done in my career so far and just I'm still proud to do it. I'm so. proud of you for doing it, Darnisha. It really takes courage as a journalist to put yourself on the front line, no matter what it takes, you know? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just you gotta give your all. But yep. I I've, I've seen you in action. I've actually was by I actually went to a protest here on campus for the athletic department, and I really just saw Darnisha be in action, y'all. She was covering that news from getting audio, from running around, baby. <laughs> oh, yes. Let me tell you, that stuff is a workout, trying to, you know, <laughs> talk to people, trying to get uh, pictures, coverage, everything, because you're trying to really capture this moment. Like, these right. are very important moments, so. For people who are there, you want them to fully uh-huh. get in there and digging deep with you. Yeah, right? so you gotta have a proper shoes, have your water <laughs> because honey, that is a workout. I remember after every protest I'm like, whoo. Well, I, I would, yeah, I would get back to my apartment and I'm just like y'all, I, I need a breather. I need a break before I get started on uh-huh. this. Cause, it's a lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like that you mentioned that you would like to give a voice to people like minorities, people of color and especially the black community when you said that you were doing your own, you know, going out and getting interviews from people, I think it's a little bit easier to connect with them, too. Am I right? Like, is mm-hmm. it easier to get stories from them? Because they yeah. know that you are experiencing similar. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because, shoot, like I said, I'm there. I can resonate, too, exactly. So, of course, they see me see a black woman, a black face, and be like, you know, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you know. And people just, they have a lot on their hearts and a lot on their minds right now, so... You know, they want to get their um, their thoughts, their voice, and just everything out there, you know, yeah. for people to know and, you know, to resonate with people who may be going through the same thing. And just to, more importantly, bring change, yeah. you know, to bring change from, you know, a lot of their experiences and pain and everything that they've experienced because of racism. Mm-hmm. So. I like that, Darnisha. And another question I do have for you is, before we kind of wrap it up, is how do you stay inspired, Darnisha? Because there's just so much happening. 2020, most eventful year of my 
uh, 20 years of life. Um, 2020 is a little crazy. Like, so how do you stay inspired during this time, during the pandemic, through like journalism, all these pressing issues are happening in the world? How do you, Darnisha Mitchell, stay inspired, girl? Oof, like literally heavily through all of this, I've really had to turn to God. Like I've really pressed into God so hard during these past few months, which is, you know, which was really growth for me because mm-hmm. typically, you know, when things get hard, I'm just kind of like, okay, God, why is all of this happening? Why are you letting all of this happen? You're mad and frustrated and you just be like, okay, no, I don't want to talk to you. But this time I was just like, no, you know, I'm, you know, I'm really feeling heavy for the lives that's being taken because of the pandemic and then the lives that's being lost because of racism, mm-hmm. police brutality. And so it's just weighing heavy on my heart. So I'm just like, you know, God, you know, just, you know, why is all of this happening? Mm-hmm. And just really help me to go through these, you know, fill out these emotions and everything. And, you know, at the same time, doing everything that I'm doing um, as far as, you know, my work, yeah. um, reporting and things like that. And so I really just had to press in God, um, just seeking him so much, rather if it's in prayer getting into the word and reading, just read. I, I think I read quite a bit throughout mm-hmm. these past few months, which was great. You know, reading a lot of self-care, self-help um, type of books and listening to those podcasts and things like that to just really help me stay inspired. Yeah. You know, and just really give me the energy and boost to press on and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually... Um, <clears throat> I have a quote that I came across recently, and um, this really resonated with me because, you know, covering everything, you know, it had its good times, but it also had its rough times. And so um, I came across this quote from a devotional that I was reading, uh-huh. I was doing recently, and um, this quote is from a guy named Ben Stewart, um, who wrote the devotional. And I feel like this this message was kind of like the message that God was sending to me as I was going about covering everything this summer. It said, keep in mind that as you do this and leverage your life for something that matters, you may face resistance, but don't be discouraged for this resistance may be a sign that you are on the right track. If no one ever resists you, it could be a sign that you are not serving as a positive force of change in your culture. I was like, I know, you know, I just felt, you know, I really fought back to this summer and all of the challenges and everything that I faced, you know, and I just felt like, you know, that was kind of like the message that God was sending me, you know, because I was talking with other like Christians and things like that about how to go about everything. And that Mm -hmm. was the message that God was just sending me. He's just like, you know, what you're doing is kingdom work and it's, you know, just focus. Yes. And it's just as long as you are, um, coming to me and I'm doing things that's pleasing to me and you know you'll be fine you know I'm right there with you and you know I got you and I'm just like oh okay so, <laughs> you know it was just you know it was also just a constant reminder that just what I'm doing though is just for the greater good like yeah. you know just really fighting and going hard for something that I feel like is bigger than me and so it was just like it's gonna make the change that we need to see in this world and even here in Bloomington normal on this ISU campus then I'll do it any day. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Darnisha. I feel like the Lord has been with me, too, during this pandemic and keeping me safe, keeping my family safe. And sometimes we are faced by tons of challenges, and we are, too, as black women, faced with challenges and wondering why 
it seems that the world is against us mm -hmm. but in reality like the Lord is for us and he wants justice for us mm -hmm. um, in total and God brings us to a challenge but whatever challenge that God brings to us he's going to get us through it yeah so he doesn't bring us to something that he doesn't think right. that he can't handle yeah or well, it's not going to leave us there yeah. he gonna be, he gonna he brought you to it and he'll take you right through it Amen. Amen to that, Darnisha, but we have to trust in him. So I very much resonate with that, and I'm glad that that's the way that you stay inspired because that's the way I stay inspired too, girl. I already told y'all, me and Darnisha are kind of the same, Ooh. if you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but we are pretty much um, on the same uh, mind track of a lot of things, and I love that, and I love that about our friendship. Yeah. Darnisha, do you have any last words or thoughts that you want to tell my audience, your audience? Do you want anything... Do you have anything to say, or do you have any person or people that you want to shout out before you get off of here? Um, yeah, I just want to say actually to you, Cami, and to anyone else who's you know doing things like this, who you know who are using their platforms, using you know whatever that they have to really uh, advocate for everything that's going on right now. It's like. You know, that quote that I just, you know, read, like really, you know, sit on that, resonate with that and take mm -hmm. that to heart because, you know, you're really making an impact, you know, because this world really, you know, it needs change. It needs the truth. It needs healing. And, you know, we need brave people that can, you know, get on these front lines and help, you know, stir and push push, you know, cities, towns, this whole country towards change. So I just, you know, for anyone out there who's doing, you know, using their platforms for change, you know, just keep going, you know, keep going. You like, you know, you know, it may feel hard and feel like it's not worth it, but I feel like it is, honestly. So that's all. Yeah, Darnisha, I totally agree. Thank you so much um, for all of this. But before we actually close everything we're gonna go over a few palabras a few words palabras that, palabras si senorita so we're gonna <laughs> go over a few palabras words that we went through today so one of the words that we went through i say it all the time before i start it which is bienvenidos which just means welcome so i say welcome to platicas con cambrin and platicas actually just means conversations if you did not know that if i did not explain that before also we have protestas Protestas. Protestas. Yeah. Protestas. Um, just our protests. Um, and they're just like a way that, a form or a way that people can express them, express themselves. It's also an amendment. It's a right that we have. Also, another word that we can go over is final, I said final presidential debate, which is final debate presidencial. Final debate presidencial, which is just the final debate, and that's usually between two candidates running for president. Now, thank you so much for joining me here on my podcast, but I want to just thank Darnisha Mitchell specifically for coming on here today and being with me. This was so fun and this so was. authentic, and I love it so much. I know that we also talk behind the scenes a lot about mm -hmm. racial injustice in this world, yeah. but I'm glad that you were able to come on my show today and talk a little bit more with me. I definitely want to have you back. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This was so fun. I enjoyed this. Yes. Thank you so much for coming, Darnisha. It was such a joy to have you with me on my third episode in County. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Excited to start this podcast with you all. I don't know what time of day you'll be hearing this, but I hope you have a great day, month, week, or weekend. Esto ha sido Platicas con Cameron Kelly. Hasta la vista, babies.